Satsang Podcast by Sri, The Fourth State of Consciousness. Greetings from the Himalayas, where it's a beautiful morning. The sun is about to rise over the mountain. It's a bit hazy outside, but the inner light is forever shining. This topic of today's podcast is the fourth state of consciousness. As for a human being, you are aware of three states of consciousness that you always experience. As soon as you wake up in the morning, we call that the waking state. When you're asleep, there are two states. There's either the dream state, which everyone is familiar with, or the deep sleep state, which everyone is familiar with. So you can become aware that in the dream state, you are there, but there's mental images, pictures, scenes, memories. Some make sense, some don't make sense. Some you're aware of and you remember when you wake up, others you don't. But you, the dreamer, are there watching the dream. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, you can become aware that now you say, I woke up. So, whatever happened in the dream is seen as not real, is illusory. And now the waking state becomes your reality. The other state that you experience when you're asleep is called deep sleep. And as we've said many times before, you can be aware that in deep sleep you are there, but there's no awareness of you being there. Whatever situations happened in the dream, problems or challenges or joys, whatever situations happened in the waking state, success or failure, problems or joys, they're gone while you're asleep. And yet you are still there. So we can see that that very knower that you are was there when you were dreaming was there when you were in deep sleep. But the states of consciousness change. In dream, it's a dreamy consciousness. It's imagery. It's illusory. And in deep sleep, there's no awareness. And yet, you're still there. If someone were to call your name or if your phone were to ring, you would say, again, I woke up to answer the phone. And then, in the waking state, as soon as you say, I awoke, then you become this I that has awakened from the deep sleep. So that happens very automatically. So in deep sleep, there's no division. It's just space. There's no problems. There's no joys. There's no challenges. But as soon as something clicks and the state of consciousness changes, which now you call waking state, so the same knower that was there in deep sleep, in dream state, now says, I woke up as this body, as this form, as this personality. And then I take on at that moment 
all of my daily affairs that need to be done, all of my problems from the day before, all of my memories, smriti vrittis, they're called by Patanjali, the thoughts that are of memories of your past. This is all now taken on as you in the waking state. Now, as soon as this happens, then you are going to be subject to all of the waking state conditions. The waking state conditions are such that you have mind, you have vritti, you have thoughts, which Patanjali calls waves of perception. These thoughts are based on sanskars, the impressions that you've accumulated throughout your lifetime or possibly lifetimes that are your belief systems, that are your concepts and conditions, which help you, of course, to function in the world. You have to know where your kitchen is. You have to know where your refrigerator is. You have to know that your refrigerator is used to cool your food and your oven is used to heat your food so that you can function and that you can have your breakfast and that you can go to the washroom and that you can do whatever you need to do for your daily affairs. However, as the meditator, you can begin to watch this and notice this, that the way the mind functions in the waking state, when you inquire into and observe the functioning, is that if there are certain thoughts that you have decided because of your conditions and your concepts will bring you happiness, certain events, certain situations, then you feel good. If you have other thoughts, or if somebody says something to you that triggers something in you, can be calm, crowed, lobe, mo, or hankar, calm, desire, or lust, crowed, anger, lobe, greed, mo, attachment, or ahankar, ego, so whenever any of these sanskars get triggered, you can either feel good because your ego gets puffed up, somebody complimented you, you had a promotion at work, you achieved something uh, of great status, so you feel good, your ego feels good. Nothing wrong with that. You can have desire, calm, lust for something, this is useful for procreation, to meet someone to continue the life. Nothing wrong with that. Anger, there's a terrorist coming into your space, and because of the anger that wells up in you, you're able now to combat the terrorist and save the lives of many people. Lobe or greed helps for you to save money when it's taken to its highest perspective. You're able to not give away all, your, all of your money. You think of yourself also. You have compassion not only for the world and for everyone else, but also for yourself to live the life, to be able to have the means to do your meditation and to realize your highest potential. Attachment, certainly a mother needs to be attached to their child. 
You need to be attached to your home, so you go home to your home in the evening. So nothing wrong with the healthy aspect of Kam, Krod, Lob, Mo, and Ahankar, as we've just discussed. However, due to the waking state condition, which means avidya, ignorance of your true self, which was just the podcast that was given by Brajendra, forgetfulness of the self, because the self is forgotten, because now you're living only in deep sleep, dream, and waking state, and you're not waking up from the waking state into the fourth state, then that's where the problem comes in with these five vices that I just mentioned, Kam, Krod, Lob, Mo, and Ahankar. So we can see then, as a meditator, that the problems arise in the waking state. The dream state, there might be problems there, but as soon as you wake up, you know they were illusory. The deep sleep state, there's no problem there. So for half of your day when you're sleeping, there's really no problem. There's no concern, there's no pain, there's no worry, there's no doubt, there's no fear. And any fear that might come up in dream is dissolved when you wake up or shortly after. So the problem then exists in the waking state. So therefore, we become aware through meditation that it's essential to experience that fourth state of consciousness, to have a direct experience of that awareness that you are that's beyond, we could say beyond the other three states, but it's not really correct. That fourth state is always there. That fourth state is your own true nature. But, as was said in the last podcast, that self is forgotten. That fourth state is forgotten, and one only lives in the three other states. So now we want to become aware that through meditation we're tuning in to that fourth state. And through that practice we become aware of the mind and the thoughts in the waking state and how the mind can feel settled at one moment, just even, and another moment your mind becomes your greatest terrorist. The mind is actually terrorizing you with some thought, with some idea, that is if you need to have this worked out in order to be happy because now your happiness is based on external factors to get things just the way you want to have just the right amount of money to have this person secured as yours so as soon as you're in the waking state these vasanas or desires which are division there's now you versus your world will occur. So we become aware of this and as keen scientists observing our own minds we become aware that this is how the mind functions. So that when you're in avidya or ignorance or forgetfulness of the self you know that's the state you're experiencing and that is the root cause. We can say that is actually the only cause of suffering because in deep sleep you are fine. So it's only when the mental waves, vrittis of perception begin to arise and those trigger certain vrittis such as viparya, 
illusory consciousness, the kalp, a construed knowledge, and we become aware that the mental functioning is all based on these vrittis. Sometimes your perception is direct as it is, praman. Sometimes it's illusory, like you see there's a rope in your path and you think it's a snake. Other times it's a construed knowledge. Some thought comes about a particular person and you construe this whole idea about how this person or the situation is going to rob you of some of your happiness, some of your gain, some of your peace. So this is all construed in your mind and it might never happen. Someone's late and you might construe a whole scenario about what could have happened to them. What will happen to them? What will happen to you if this happens to them? So the mind construes a whole imagination over just a praman vritti, just a direct perception of something, but it becomes construed as to something else. So you've been told that you are a person with these qualifications before you developed and when you were a small child you didn't have this idea you were alive you were just the life you just were experiencing the joy of all the toys and all the forms and all the lights around you but then you're told again and again you are this person you are this name and form with these qualifications and you become that when actually you're really the self there's no snake there it's only a rope and because now that you see a snake because now you see yourself as only this person you construe all these ideas of how this person can have maximum happiness maximum peace maximum joy and if you're a little expanded you might want that also for your loved ones and you sometimes people want that even more for their loved ones and less for themselves which is another problem rather than seeing the oneness rather than seeing that and becoming aware of that self where there's no division but as we said, as soon as the waking state arises, division happens, vasana happens. And because of that division, then you can only live the life as a human being in the waking state. There's no other choice. But, thank God for meditation, because in meditation you unfold that fourth state of consciousness, which is higher consciousness or higher awareness. Because now you're aware of what's left. The mind will always want to take you into a problematic state. That's why people love with their mind to watch horrible movies on TV. They get addicted to news stories that just bring the horror of the event of what's happening. The mind will always go for that. It likes the kick. It likes the excitement. It likes the drama. That's the nature of the mind. So although you the higher mind, the purified mind, wants peace, wants joy, wants freedom. The nature of the waking state mind is to move you into drama, into problems. So, as the meditator, we want to now neutralize this waking state mind. The mind which always wants to go towards the forms and its objects, we now want to dissolve it back into the self. 
So when the mind becomes absorbed in the self, that's samadhi, sam, evenness of the intellect. The intellect is now absorbed in its source, which is you, which is me, which is all that there is. And when this intellect becomes sam, samadhi, then you experience directly Atma Sat Shatkar, the direct experience of Atma, the direct experience of the self that you are, which is immortal, which is blissful. As we said before, Samvedan, it's self effulgent, doesn't need anything else doesn't need any thought or to configure any kind of imaginative scenarios or situations that can make it feel good or satisfied. Doesn't need to get people to be any particular way other than how they are in order for you to feel good. Doesn't need love outside to feel satisfied because all the love is forever shining within you. So when you're living from this fourth state of consciousness, even when you open your eyes, whatever's around you, you see the beauty everywhere. You appreciate everything for what it is, for its usefulness. And there's no problem with anything anywhere because you see the abundance of the universe that you are. That is some. That is the evenness, the shanti, the peace that we're inspired every day in meditation to keep the attention there because again, as soon as you wake up, the waking state mind will take you on its journey towards the things and the forms. And we want to reverse that. We want to reverse the functioning of the mind that always goes outward into Vyutan Vritti, into all those situations and thoughts. And we want to bring it back to its source, Naroda, which is you, which is peace, which is that evenness. And you will find from this practice, nothing is lost. You still function perfectly in the waking state because there's no division. It's not like now there's a waking state, a dream state, and a sleep state. There's only one state, and that fourth state permeates all. So the functioning in the waking state is fine. It's not like you forget where your house is, which car is yours, or what you want to have for breakfast, or how to cook your food. All of that memory is retained because it's not separate from you. And from that state of joy and bliss and peace, everything unfolds around you with that. People want to be with you, want to share that with you, and your life becomes a greater and greater and greater joy. So thank you so much for listening and for doing this work, because it's not an easy work to reverse this functioning of the mind. It's a difficult work, but listening to these podcasts will help you immensely on this journey to keep the mind fun to keep the mind tuned in to you
amaram and maduram, immortal, blissful, amaram, ham, maduram, ham, amaram, ham, maduram, ham, pure, free, and forever. <laughs>